It was a belt when he bought us. But uh, contrary to popular belief, we were doing all right anyway. Yeah. Not, well, yeah, no, I'm joking. Not as well as we were. Not as well as we were. No, of course not. No, but... We were... Contra- contrary to the friggin' internet, the um, we were winning FA Cups and European titles, and we were pushing. Yeah. Then he buys it. Then Radieri bottles everything. Uh, yeah, he, he bottled that semi. Do you know what? It's so. It's the, the way like it all worked out. He, we were playing Monaco in the semi final of the Champions League. Yeah. He, because his nickname was the Tinker Man, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Because yeah. he just wouldn't leave things alone, which is what was so impressive about his Leicester title win. Because he, he just went completely full circle and just, just left it left, as it is. Just left the four as basic as football can get. Left it as a four four two. Four four two, and whoever was playing well was in. It's simple, isn't it? Yeah, and he kept like making changes in that semi final. Mm. We go from winning to losing it, and it was apparently, if you believe it to be true, that night in Monaco, Roman's on his yacht. He's on his yacht, like, after that game. We've just been knocked out. Jose comes on that yacht, and he meets him, and they have that meeting, and it basically got wrapped up, and he was like, do the job there, and then you come in here. And that's why he does that. You know, like, when he left into Milan, and you knew he was leaving, and yeah. everyone knew it was Real Madrid. It was the same then, but I don't think many people were quite clued up into, oh, he's going to go to Chelsea. And then it was, I mean, he'd agreed to become Liverpool manager before he signed for Chelsea, hadn't he? He always um, he always listed that as his greatest regret was not managing at Liverpool. Um, I don't think he can now. No, no. Um, he's been at United, he's been at Chelsea, he's at Tottenham. Um, plus the fact of obviously Liverpool have got Jurgen. Um, we've just got a contract till twenty twenty three. Is it now? Is it twenty two? And then Gerrard's is twenty twenty two, and it's, it was a coincidence, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah, signed like a week later or something like that, wasn't it as well? Um, bit of a mad one, but it is what it is. Look, it's like when Tottenham, people will come out going, Josie and Tottenham aren't a correct match. And I'm like, they're like, Tottenham are this club that's built on this reputation and da-da-da. And I'm like, well, sorry, you've got to make a choice now. If you want to win stuff, you've got to start getting the people in that are like Jose and Pep and Klopp and Ancelotti. I mean, I'm not being like, do you know what I mean? And I'm mm. I'm being serious when I say that. like serious. Arsenal getting Arteta in is interesting and I want to see where it goes, but... It's a rebuilding job. That's, yeah. I mean, so is Everton, but you're looking at a serial winner there who could attract names like we've been hearing over the past few days, like Thiago Silva. However, Arsenal are now talking about replacing Louise with him and that all came out after that clip yesterday. Oh, mate, that clip was unreal. (laughs) I mean, you know, no disrespect to the opposition. Who were they playing? Um, believe it was oh, who were they playing? I've got it there because they lost. <laughs> yeah, where's he gone? My, mate, my mate's an Arsenal. Brentford, three two. Yeah, they lost three two. For those who don't know, by the way, yeah, welcome yeah. to the show. Welcome back. The um, hi there. <laughs> <laughs> hello everyone. The um, Arsenal played Brentford in a behind closed door friendly last night. Lost three two and David Louise. It, it's it's this clip that's going around the internet, isn't it? It's David Louise's. I don't know if he's playing centre mid or whether he's just took it upon himself to go, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, whether that 10-year-old's got hold of his PlayStation pad again or not, I don't I'll know. Tell you now, I'll tell you now as a Chelsea fan, he took it upon himself to do what he wanted to do. Right, so he, got, he wanders into the middle of the park and then he's he's still in his half. He's, he's by the, uh, the centre circle. He's left of it. He's got the ball falling freely to him. Now, all it needs is a trap and a simple pass. But what he's decided to do is, I'm 
I'm going to take a touch with the outside of my left foot. I'm going to flick it over my head behind these two Brentford players who are behind me. And then we'll see what happens. So he takes his touch. He flicks the ball over his head. He turns around realises the Brentford players are onto him. They shut the gate on him. Dispossess him. Brentford break and score. But all and what stuck with me about this was David Luiz loses the ball in a stupid position as a centre-half. And he puts a run in to get back that can only be akin to my grandmother, who's been dead 10 years. Um, I'm fairly confident she'd cover more ground. It's the could. it's the angle of his run as well. Like if you got to look oh, he's got no interest. In, he's got no interest in getting it, back into the centre of defence. Thinking no. well, a ball may get crossed. It may be a shot. It could be something. So I'll get I'll get into the, the danger area between the eighteen and the six yarder. I'll get in there where a striker would be. He's ambled in at to an the angle, back stick. To the back stick, thinking something might happen here. Nobody knows. I'll just wait it out. It's just a warm-up game. Well, that, and then that brings it back to, well, their next fixture is probably going to be a Premier League game. Well, it is Premier League game. It's Manchester City, unless they've got mm. another friendly um, penciled in behind closed doors. But it's Manchester City. If he plays against their midfield and goes wandering out with those stupid defensive errors and ambles back in, City are going to score a half full, even half it half-trained, they will score a half-full. He cannot play. Which he is what we all want. He's not interested. No, I he's mean, not. He knows his contract's jolly. Up. His contract's yeah. up. It's not been renewed. He knows his pastures are elsewhere. So he's like, ah, do you know what? Shits and gigs. Yeah. But it's the fans who have to pay that price. You know what I mean? The fans are the ones who... Brentford are a well-represented big club in, in London. Do you know what I mean? Mm. In those areas. And they'll be walking around like, it's happening. <laughs> Any Arsenal fan will get it off them today, and I don't blame them. I really don't. I really don't. But he's he's a sham of a man. And how you managed to sell him for as much as you did twice is beyond me. Unreal. He, he's a weird. He's a weird one. Like I remember when we got him in, and we were like, okay. Not I don't like. I won't lie. I didn't really know much about him, and it was like, okay, we got Torres on the same day. You're like, let's see where this goes, and he played. He played, scored against Man City and Man United. Yeah. And we were all like, oh, hello. Like, two games in, two, like, belter goals. Looked passionate. And we're all like, okay, we're on for something here. And then you realise he's an, he's, a, he's reckless. And we, me, me and my dad watching games, just constantly were like, he's a CDM. He's a CDM. He's a CDM. You stick two centre-backs in, behind him, and he can do what he needs to wander. We were like, get rid of John Obi Mikel. Stick David Luiz in there. When Rafa came in, Rafa started playing him there. I mean, my dad were like, I can't believe he's taken Rafa Benitez to come in and finally. And it was working. Rafa goes, Jose comes back in and he's like, no, back in centre. But every, his best season for us was when we, we sold him, we bought him back. And he was playing in the back three. Mm. But the only reason he did a blinder in the back three is because he had N'Golo Kante and he had two centre-backs and two wing-backs basically covering him. You had Gary Cahill, you had Aspilicueta, you had Kante, and then you had Alonso and Moses. So you literally had this entire network around him. He's a good, he's a good ball-playing defender. I just don't think he's a very good defender. I don't think he's clever, think he's clever enough to play as a pivot, as a six, as you've just alluded to there. He might have played well there, as you say, with the, the network of players around him. But him personally, I, don't, I wouldn't trust him to play as a six. I don't. Uh, I can't work out. At the time. Like you touched on it then. I don't know if it's his with him. It's his like, it's an arrogance of, because he's a laid back, like 
for you know from what you hear he's quite laid back and he's quite funny mm. and he's quite chill but I don't know whether it's whether uh, it's a uh, in terms of his reading of the game, he's too arrogant as and he's like, I've got this. Don't even worry about it. And then it goes wrong, he's like, What? Or it's <laughs> or it's he genuinely cannot read the game. Like he doesn't he, he doesn't actually get it. Like he's too I, I, slow off the pace in terms yeah. of something happens and he goes, How? Do you know what I mean? It's not it's a yeah. surprise or it's he doesn't register it. I think it doesn't register. I think he's I, th- I think it's probably a mix of the two. He's probably got himself in situations and got out of them beforehand and thought, that's me. I know how to do this. Not a problem. I need to try and try and try and he'll fail and fail and fail. But I think he needs he needs the kind of manager who's willing to come out and say, that was your fault, man. And hang him out there to drive for him to realise. But then he's 30, what, 32? But he's getting on. 32, 33 now. He's not going to learn. Oh, no, no, no. Well, this is the thing. Like He had that massive fallout with Conte. And mm. then he fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. And then Sarri, whatever. I've kind of blocked that season out of my memory. And then uh, this is the oh, thing. Won, th- th- didn't you win the Europa League that year? What it, is it the Europa League, is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, um, Did that get you back in the Champions League? No, we finished third. Which you is, finished third as well? Was, so you, the you most... finished third and won the Europa League, but you blanked it out. Yeah, you know. You Chelsea fans are fucking spoiled. Spoiled. It's a bang average season, that. The um, I think I think what like for me with David Luiz, what proves everything is when it broke sort of towards the last week of the deadline mm-hmm. in the summer, and it was like Luiz has been told he can go, he's been axed. No, I don't. I didn't know any Chelsea fans go. This is going to be a huge mistake. Everyone went oh, and yeah. then when he signed for Arsenal, who you know are arguably the second biggest team in London, the no one was bothered. Shots fired. You're Early so God. petty. You're worse Early than God. me, honestly, God. If you think about it, though, there's a lot of clubs in London. We're obviously number one. It's definitely not Tottenham second. No, definitely the league. So. It might be Palace. It's Palace and <laughs> Arsenal. And that's about it. It's certainly not Fair West Ham. When, when it's it, certainly when it, not West Ham. It's not West Ham, though. We both agree on that. When, um, when it came about that he was coming to Arsenal, I, I always thought it was a strange move for Arsenal more than Louise because... Everyone said for years Arsenal need two quality centre halves, good full backs. The midfield was okay, and then you can you can let Ezil off his leash a little bit and take that defensive side away from him, and you can probably get to see the better of him. But then they brought in um, what's his name? Um, they already had Mustafi. They brought in um, Socrates. Socrates, Papadopoulos, or something. Mm. Um, and then they brought in uh, David Luiz. And I was thinking, well, the season, Luiz, that's a, a weird combination. They've already got Mustafi, who's prone to a mistake. So why drop more elements of errors in there? Well, the weirdest one was they bought Saliba and let mm-hmm. him stay at San Etienne. And let him stay, yeah. And you're like, no, no. Like, I understand that's how they got him cheaper. Because I think they only yeah, yeah, like yeah. five mil. And he's going to be a, a wonder kid. But they were like, now nah, we really need a centre-back. So we're going to buy one. I'm going to leave him there. And I know why they got Louise, because Emery had him at PSG. Yeah. And Emery would have gone, I know him. I've yeah, got a I relationship trust him. with him. I can trust him in the French League. And, I mean, he was an absolute wizard. Do you know what the best thing about Louise is, thinking of the French League, is he? we played the, We played PSG in the Champions League mm-hmm. back when we were getting out the group stage. And he scored against us. And I th- he, he did a full ladder by all. Not as bad, but bang, sprint, knee slide, bang in the badge, get in there. PSG, what's a Chelsea? And then we just bought him back like a couple of years later and went, don't worry about that. Just don't forget about it. 
Weird man. Weird player. He is. Him like William, they'll stay in London if they can. Yeah, they're just massively overrated, aren't they? That's, I think that's all it is. That William got lucky that he's Brazilian because he gets away with murder. William turns up and plays crap teams and plays really good. Like he always, he's always worth a show against Everton, for example. Yeah, um, but then when you, you stick him in against a, a, a fiery United or a Liverpool or a City, his arse falls out of his pocket. He hasn't got it. So moving on. He- I mean, you've got who coming in is Ziyech. Ziyech is running from Ajax. Ziyech. Yeah. So let, let's have a look at your options up that top end. Ziyech, Pulisic. Uh, you've got Mason Mount plays up that top end. You've got Tammy. You've got Giroud staying on for a year. The Timo Werner thing looks like it, it could be done as soon as the German league settled. Um, on, yeah, that's, see, that's what I'm thinking it is. I'm not saying anything on it until no, no, he no, signs no. on that dotted line. Because I know what will happen. Yeah, you'll end up you'll end up at Tottenham. Um yeah. a big club. The big stadium. Mm. So um they're your options and you look up the likes of William, the likes of Pedro, who are potentially gonna move on and you think Chelsea Football Club aren't really missing anything, they're not losing out. Um if anything, you've gone with more youth, more exuberance, more pace, more more expressionism, and the likes of Mounts and Hudson Adoy and the little bits of Sina Pulisic. Um they're all players who want to get on the ball and express themselves and, and impact the game in, in a fun and vibrant way rather than, oh, I've got to run down the line. I've got to pass the ball when I get past the 18-yard line. No, no, no. The ball can go in from a different angle. I can cut in and go on another foot. I can excite people. I can get them out of the seats, and that's what they seem to bring. Um, obviously, Z edge is, what, 26, 27? Yeah, he's, the old, he's going to be one of the older players. One of the older is... ones, but he's cut his teeth at Ajax and... For me, I've always looked at any any time somebody signs from Ajax, I've always looked and thought, you must be good, otherwise you're gonna come through the agent system. Yeah. Last um Jesus. but yeah, the rest of them the rest of them have been fantastic. Like we have Pina, who obviously came through the Ajax system, um Zlatan came through the Ajax system, and um, he was absolutely fantastic, obviously. Um Schneider, obviously David Classen, not so much. Um, Van der Beek's another one I admire in Ajax. Um, who's the one who went to You've got Dele- you've you've got um uh Frankie De Jong. That's a Frankie Dion. Even when, even when, um, was it Raphael van der Vaart? Yeah, Raphael van der Vaart, yeah, quality. Even players player. like that, you know, they're not at the top, 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 but they've they've got a little something. Um, Christian Eriksen. Christian Eriksen. Being bought for absolute buttons. Alderweireld, Vertonghen. Vertonghen, yeah. Oh, my God. Van der Sar, Stecklenberg. See the way I shoehorned and everyone back in. Oh, my God, my life's sad. Carry on, anyway. Wow. Um... <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm really, I'm really excited about. I'm excited to see the Premier League in general come back. I'm excited to see Chelsea come back again. Hopefully, we can secure top four. It's a bit weird now because we went into this season not expecting anything, mm. and I, I said to you, and I was being serious, like any top ten, and I'm kind of not bothered. We had the transfer ban. We just lost our best player for arguably the last seven years. We couldn't buy anyone apart from Kovacic, and it's. There was no expectation going in, mm. and now we're blank, we, blank slates, isn't it? Yeah, and we and then we didn't buy anyone in January. No, which was oh. a bit of a shock. Which was a shock. Oh, and saying that you waited for a sign and, and three came along at once. That is don't, true. Don't, don't let yourselves yeah. down there. God, the and, um, then we got Ziyech, and everyone yeah. was like, "Okay, this is this is interesting." We've had this break that's been forced upon us all, mm. and now like the general consensus is. It's still like this is a free hit, but we've been sitting in third place for this long. Obviously, everyone's been just sat where they are. 
But we've been sat in third place for this long where I'm kind of sat in now going, if we don't get the top four, it's going to be a bit disappointing. I like, I think if the season had just ran and we'd have ended up fifth, you'd have gone. We missed out. But to be fair, we were this, 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 threw a couple games away there. You can put that towards inexperience, right? We've bought that. We correct that sound. I don't really want the Europa League. But I feel like if we drop out now, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. For me, if we can get in the top four and have a nice little run in the FA Cup to finish our... You're fourth at the minute. You're fourth at the minute. You're three points ahead of United. Sorry, we're fourth, not third. Fourth, sorry. Yeah, you're fourth at the minute. You're three points ahead of United. Yes. Who, with Bruno Fernandes, are starting to turn a tide. Yeah. Um, in terms of what they're going to bring. So, if if Martial stays fit and focused, Martial's a quality player. They've, they've turned to playing him up front. Um, with Rashford just behind on the left, I think that gives Rashford a bit more ability to cut in on his right and to commit a defender before he can try and take them on. I think you'll get the best out of him in that position. Bruno Fernandes pulling strings. Um, United, yeah, they put um, a late run together and they're starting to turn the screw a little bit. So I'd be worried about them. Wolves as well, only five points behind. Mm-hmm. Nine games to go. Um, I wouldn't worry about Sheffield United. And I'm not trying to downplay it. I know they've got a game in hand and they're in the same position as Wolves. However, but, I don't think I don't think over the nine games that they're going to clamber as much points or as many points rather as Wolves will. Um, Leicester are five points away from you. So for me, it's Wolves, United, Chelsea battling around for fourth. Well, here's the thing. Obviously, Leicester are a clear of United as well. We've got yeah. to play. We've got to play Villa, mm. City, mm. West Ham, mm. Watford. Palace, Sheffield United, mm. Norwich, Liverpool, and Wolves. It's a tough so, last two games. I got to hope Liverpool are on the beach by the July the 18th. <laughs> Mate, Liverpool could have been on the beach by November 20th. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, it, uh, that'll, that'll be done. I mean, obviously, City against Arsenal is the first, uh, the first game of no back. I know Villa are playing Sheffield United like, but let's be honest, all eyes are on City Arsenal from my point mm. of view. I want yes. to see if Liverpool are going to rock up to Goodison and try and win the league, um, yeah. which would be which would be ironic considering we won the football league at Anfield before they were even born. But it is what it is. <laughs> um, it is what it is. Liverpool are going to win the league. We all know that. City are going to finish second, and um, Leicester are probably going to finish third. Don't take that the wrong way, but that's how I feel about it. Oh, I, I, gap. big enough I gap. Four games to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can rip your arm off for it, but I, I would take fourth considering I've just. Not, uh, I don't know what you I know what you mean. I was going to say I take fourth, considering I've just sat there and said we were sitting third for fifteen minutes. Probably you take fourth. <laughs> yeah. take yeah. um, Wolves game is going to be a big one for you. The City one, I think you can you can almost have that as a free hit because the league should be done by then. Um, in terms of City, will be like right, okay, well now it's a swan song for David Silva, who's obviously going to leave at the end of the season. Um, yeah. It'll be a swan song for Pedro and William. Um and I think that game will just be a case of you'll want it more than them. Because um, they won't have anything to play for. I think they'll be quite deflated after it goes. Because make no mistake, um, Pep Guardiola's mindset and the way he approaches it, because no trophies have been given out yet, there is no mm. way he will have told his players with down tools for the last nine games. Oh, 100%. He will be hoping and praying that Liverpool drop a lot of points, and they would have to, and that City just get this momentum going to at least make it... A, a, a decent run out of it, but I, can, I just can't see. I can't see Liverpool dropping points. I'll be honest with you. I, I, Liverpool are playing Everton obviously on the twenty-first of June. My biggest hope for that game is uh, is a nil-nil. This is the thing, though. Say, and I'm not. How, how negative does that sound? 
I know. I'm not trying to make this a whole thing. But say, say it starts. Yeah. City beat Arsenal. David yeah. Luiz does a David Luiz. City bang, three points, gaps cut to 22. <laughs> Just infuriating to say. Then they lose to you. Yeah. Or they draw to you. No, no, they lose City, to us. Carry on. You say they it. lose to you. Then City win again. Yeah. Do you think Liverpool just go, it's sound? Or do you think they start going, oh, like, hang on? Not again. I think Jürgen Klopp, being the way he is and the way he's got those players playing and the mindset and the, the belief and the fact that they're all running through a brick wall for the man next to them, means that they could lose every game possible and need one win and they'll still find that one win. I think they've got that edge about them. I think the mindset and the mentality around the club at the moment is so resolute and dogged that they will refuse to lie down. My my biggest worry as an Evertonian is that they're going to go on a good four or five years of this. That's my biggest worry um, as an Evertonian. But as a football fan, to see the Premier League go from what was the, the top four to now a top six, seven, maybe eight, fantastic. What an advertisement for our league that Leicester went and won it. Liverpool after 30 years. Oh, Liverpool have always been considered a big club and a top four club. But for them to go and win it and win it so outstandingly is miraculous. Let's be honest. From where they it's were ridiculous, to yeah. It, it, it's miraculous. From where they were to where they are. The fact that last year that they were 10 points clear and then went and lost the league. Without playing bad, they just dropped silly points. As we had this year, they've come out, they've drawn one, lost one in 29 games. That's unreal. I know we've had an invincible season, um, but as we've seen, it's so difficult to replicate that it has to be a one-off, an unbeatable they, season. They they only lost one last season. They finished yeah. second. Yeah. So they've been... I thought they'd fall off dramatically. I thought they'd finish second in the league. They're just going to go. And they won the Champions League. And I actually thought the win in the Champions League would hurt them more because I thought they'd go, oh, we've won that. And we fell off there. Ah, yeah. And like it would kind of go, it would fall off, but it's just gone. They've just flown up. I mean, we've got our table predictions, which uh, we can have a little look at at some point if you want. But I had oh fin- I had, I had, I finished in third. I had Sheffield United going down. I love a right uh, move. We, we both had Sheffield United 20th. I had, um, I had City, Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea as my top four. Didn't have Leicester in the conversation at all. Either of us, did we? No, I thought Liverpool would fall off. I thought Tottenham would just be Tottenham and just be there because. So, meh. looking at that, then are we saying that Tottenham, United, Arsenal have had bad years collectively, and Leicester have had a good one, or are we saying Leicester have took the right, the right strides at the right time? Because I believe Leicester have took the right strides. Leicester, right key to that has been Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, I think as we were saying um, the other week this is more impressive than their title win, which doesn't mm. take anything away from their title win, which I know is... No, it's not say. intended. But they... If, you, if we went through the season as it's going right now, Liverpool have had an unbelievable season. We will see if it continues because I think... I think a lot of the players... There's this, there's this weird perception in football and it's not just Liverpool, it goes across the board. The players that play for the club are loyal to the club. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. There's no reason... Like Sag- like Trent Alexander-Arnold grew up in Liverpool, plays for Liverpool. He looks like he's going to win the Champions League and win the league at Liverpool before he's 20. He will stay at Liverpool. Yeah, unless, no unless he wins like leagues, 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 and it gets to the point where he's like, 
in his mid to late 20s and Real Madrid come in. Do you know, like, you don't know. But yeah. he's not going to go anywhere else in England. No, 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 you no. Know, I can't see it. No, he's going to be more like a Gerrard. Yeah, yeah. Whereas... Well, more like a Carragher. Careful. One club. One club. Well, Gerrard was never a one-club man, but carry on. True. Um, but then... There's no... I don't understand. I don't get it when people are like Nap, Sadio Mane, Mohamed um, Salah, Wijnaldum, Firmino. They're they're all loyal to Liverpool. They won't go anywhere. I'm like, that's not how football works. They 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 didn't grow up being like this is this is everything Liverpool. Maybe yeah. they did, but you know you know they they could go right. We've won the league and we've won the Champions League. That's it. The FA Cup. Maybe they're looking at it going, oh, I'd like that. But the chances are they're going to go. This is done. Where's my next big move? I want to go and play for Real Madrid. I want to go and play for Barcelona. I want to go and play for Bayern Munich. I want to go and play for Juventus. Do you know, they want to go. Maybe the coronavirus with the transfer market limits that. But that well, was my only thought with them. Do they win it? And then everyone goes, I'm done here. I don't and think they go it. this season. I think, they, I think the mentality around the club, and again... This is a huge thing for me is the mentality and the and the ethos that gets brought in from different management styles. I think they would want to go out and defend it. So I think you'll get next year out of them as a bare minimum. Um for me though, for me, not for me, you know, for me, mm-hmm. for me you know, Mane and Salah, if you look at it at all, twenty-eight and over. So from a business point of view, when Liverpool are run as a business, there's no there's no hard strings running that club. FSG running as a tight ship. I think one of, if not more, of those three within the next two seasons, Liverpool will look to go, we've had a good run. That needs to go and we'll bring in the new blood and they'll start going for the, the next uh, the next four or five years. Um, out of the three, I would say probably Firmino would go first. See... When you were saying that then, I think any successful football club needs to be run like a business now, unfortunately, because I think if you don't run it like a proper business, you you, you fall. And you don't yeah. just fall as in you're not successful. You fall as in you got bankrupt nowadays. Well, to be fair, a problem Evertonians have always had with Bill Cameron, not all Evertonians, but a vast majority is he runs the club with his, with his heart and he makes emotional decisions. Like he, he really wanted David Moyes back. Because he had this kinship and he knew the place. Yeah, like, oh, we're, just... we're in trouble. You know, let's just go back to where we're safe. No. As we're machine, he was like, no, it's, we aim for the top and we work our way down. And that's how a business is run. You aim for mm-hmm. the best. You know, and if you fall short, you fall short, but you aim for the best. And that's what we've done. Um, as we're Liverpool, haven't got that running with the, the heart that FSG very much running, as you're saying, as a business. And it, it's the right move, obviously, look at them. You know, the buying players with a huge sell on and uh, the bringing new players. And how much did they pay for Andy Robbo? Eight mil from Hull? Oh, cheapest chips, yeah. Eight I mean, that's two fo- one's from the academy and the other one was from Hull. For and the other fun. one was from the championship as they went down. He did eight mil, yeah, yeah. We'll, have it. yeah we'll give him a go. And look at him now, the two best fullbacks in the league. Without a doubt, let's be honest. Even like we said, James Milner's and Henderson's. James Milner's been there five years on a free. When he signed, I was like, what the hell are they doing? Oh, my God, they've given the number seven shirt. And this is as a football fan, not as a bit of Evertonian for anybody coming back. No, 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 I agree. We were all like, As a football fan, I was like, what are they doing? I mean, Gerard had um, moved on, and there was all this talk about who's going to replace him, this, that, and the other. And then James Milner signed, and you think, surely not. But James Milner comes in, is in peak condition, 
very rarely gets injured or seriously injured, is great for the people around him, is a consummate professional, is a nice guy, and just gets his head down and works hard. So I've watched James Milner since he broke through at Leeds <clears throat> when he was a, a 16-year-old and he broke through and he was the skinny kid, he was quick, he was pacing, and you're thinking, oh, right, okay. Then you watch him at City and he becomes a bit of a utility player and you think, right, okay, well, he can look after himself, he's a bit of an hard knock. Then he comes to Liverpool and he redesigns himself again and he puts on a lot of upper body mass. Mm. Because he knows as an older fella, I'm going to have to lean into these kids a little bit more to slow them down. And he's redeveloped his game. He can play left back, he plays centre, he plays wide. For five years they've had him, and it cost them nothing to bring him in apart from if rumours are led to be true. Um, apparently, he got Gerard's contract when Gerard moved on, so Gerard's money or whatever it was. Um, and I was at the time I was babbling James Milner and I mess him, but it proved me wrong. Five years on a free, and he still fits as a fiddle now. Quality player, mate. Quality. They, they yeah. haven't spent a bucket load. They do spend. They do spend big, and I think what goes, what goes under the radar sometimes with the football club is the Coutinho money. Um, it's becoming as famous as the Arteta money was. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of Liverpool fans will say, "Oh, it's okay. We we haven't spent on Van Dijk and uh, and Allison. We haven't." Signed seventy-five million pound goalkeeper or a seventy-five million pound centre half because of the Coutinho money. But as we know, the Coutinho money doesn't exist. It's it's out in the air. It's it's what ifs. You didn't get given a hundred and forty no. odd mil. No, no, you got given thirty to forty as a lump sum, and the rest is all on. Oh, you know, after after so many appearances, after so many years, what if he wins this? What if he wins that? International clauses and stuff. You'll never see the full amount. So yeah, you have gone and spent big money a couple of times. But as we as we alluded to before, um, the right back. Alexander Arnold, Academy player. Joe Gomez, five million from Charlton, was it? I believe. Yeah. Quality Unreal. quality signing. Um Joel Matip on a free. Good backup. Van Dyke is where they spent big. Allison's where they spent big. Robbo, eight mil. Milner on a free. Henderson, fourteen million. <clears throat> He's been there for seven years, I think now. Yeah. Later trade under Gerard and stepped out. Um who else did he got? Wine Alden, cost him thirty odd mil, was it? Thirty two million, I think, from Newcastle. Five or whatever, yeah. Within that. But even like when that. they bought him, everyone was like yeah. Exactly, but look at him now. Runs through a brick wall. He's got great touch, great awareness, great ability to get past a man. He ghosts into space, something superb. Um, who else have they got in there? They've got Chiquini for 13 million. Still get relegated, we'll have him. Squad player Origi bagging goals in that Champions League run. Yeah, he's scored a few as well that I don't want to talk about. But yeah, Origi is a good shout. He's come good for them in the end. And then obviously Bobby Firmino from Hoffenheim, I think they paid, was it 18 mil? Worth a punt. He's, I'd say that's sorted. Mo Salah, we all laughed when he come back. Oh my so, God, I, I remember. I remember the Chelsea version of Mo Salah thinking, oh, I didn't really watch him at Fiorentina. I had no knowledge of him at Basel. So I was like, I remember the Chelsea Mo Salah. He's garbage. What are they doing? But look at the goals he scored. He broke records. And then, obviously, Sadio Mane from Southampton. Lalana from Southampton was another shout. Lovren from Southampton. They've all done a job and they've come in and not all of them have been for big money. So you, you have to sort of tip your hat and, and understand that the process that's gone on there has gone on for the I reason think, and it's gone down the right path. I think you've got to, like, I applaud them for what they've done and the way they've gone from step to step to step. And they've brought in all these players that we've said but it gets to a certain point where, for ages, everyone was saying, they need a centre-back and a goalkeeper. They need a centre-back yeah. and a goalkeeper. You've mm. got... They've got to get them in. Mm. That became that well-known that when they went in for the goalkeeper and the centre-back, 
they cost them the fortune, but they knew they had to get, it, it comes to a certain point where you've got to spend big. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that Leicester aside, obviously you've kind of got to spend big to get that title in at one point. You've got yeah. to get the player in you need. When Chelsea won the title under Jose in his second stint, we did that first season and it went okay. And early doors, they went, he went, I need Fabregas and Costa and Fabregas has come out recently. And he said that when he met Jose, Jose said, I'm getting Diego Costa. I get you in. The league's done. We'll win it. And that's what Fabregas went, I'll sign. And those were the two pieces we needed. Obviously, you tw- tweak some other things. That's what it's looking like this season with Chelsea. Chelsea have got Mount, Tamori, Abraham, Reese yeah. James, players they've had, players they didn't have. But now you've got to go out and go, Timo Werner, it's in. You've kind yeah. of got to, you've got to spend a bit big. City, when Guardiola came in, it was... Okay, I'm playing this way. Do you know what? I need the fullbacks. One, two, three, four. You know, I appreciate the Coutinho money. And like we said, it's not really like you've spent that and brought that in. Uh But Van Dijk and Allison in their two record signings are both more expensive than Man City's record signing. Uh So Man City got a dog's life for the money they spend. And I can appreciate that. Chelsea got a dog's life for the money they spent. I'll tell you right now, no one's really asked. Like, I don't know about City fans, but no Chelsea fans are asked. Liverpool fans, I don't know what... They, it almost seems like it's like an embarrassment to bring up, but we don't spend money. No, 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 we're not like the rest of you. It's not a problem. You kind of have to. Yeah. It's how you spend it. Everyone's got yeah. money nowadays. It's how you spend it. They've spent it well. They, that, I, don't mock them, I don't mock them for spending 75 mil on Van Dijk. I go, wish we'd done that. I don't yeah. mock them for the money they spent on Alisson breaking the world record before we went and broke it with Kepa. I know who I'd rather have. Kepa. Like, it shouldn't be... Mm-hmm. Like, it shouldn't be an embarrassment. It no, it shouldn't be. be. And I think it, it, it comes it from... It's worked. It comes from Liverpool's roots have always been as a socialist sort of team in terms of, you know, we we do things the work a man's way and we're, we're not like the elites, we're not like the rich. We, we graft and we do this, that and the other. But unfortunately, football's not like that anymore. You can't go into... A professional outfit who want to be a top dog with oh we're going to do it you know in the similar ilk as a grassroots approach and where we just take anybody in and we'll make them play doesn't work like that as you've seen Chelsea had to spend to break that to break that monotony to get in there um City I, I mean yeah City I've spent they spent some stupid money and the fact that they've got like 15 fullbacks or 50 million bang on each it seems to be like a kid and theme um and I think that's what they get so much grief for. But yeah, I agree with you. You've, you've got to spend your money if you want to make that jump. Um, Leicester are trying their very best to book that trend and yeah. pay a play to them. And I think, again, doesn't get half the credit he should. Um, and if we're looking at LMA awards for the end of the season, I think he'll go unnoticed due to Jürgen Klopp doing so well. But Brendan Rodgers would be my shout. And Chris Wilder as well. No, because I had him down to finishing 20th and he's, he's balls that <laughs> But no, Chris Wilder can fuck off. Sorry. I like wow. Chris Wilder. He's a good coach, but he can get lost. I've had enough of that. Not a chance. No, it's upset me. Maybe look at right foot. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, The... Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, you look at... If, if you compare Liverpool to United, since yeah. Fergie left, United have thrown money at it, and it's been largely spent poorly. <laughs> yeah, it has. Liverpool have spent money, and they've spent it well. Yeah. And as a result, they're winning the Champions League and they're going to win the Premier League and they've won the Super Cup and they've won the Club World Cup, European treble, whatever the hell you want to call it. Like, that's impressive. United have sold half of what they've bought 
Yeah, they for less money than what they bought them for. Yeah. Now I I don't know the figures, but I imagine United have spent more than Liverpool collectively over the last few years. I would say so, yeah, because they've spent more players. The I might be wrong, but that's 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 something to be embarrassed about. If you want to be embarrassed about anything, rather than going, yeah, we spent money and we want it. It is what it is. We address the problem. This is my always issue with the people going, ah, oh, look, Abramovich came in and spent a load of money. Um, the city owners came in and spent a load of money. Someone's not going to come in and buy something and go, do you know what? I don't mind waiting a decade until we get close. Let's take our time. When I can legally, it's within the regulations of financial fair play, whatever that means, get there this quickly. Do you know what? For the sake of a reputation, I'll take my time. You can't expect people to do that. In any other business, you wouldn't expect that. Not in any other business, you go in and make yourself a market leader straight away. Yeah, if someone bought you can. Yeah, do you know what? Within the next, my first year here, we could be top of the food chain, but we'll take our time because, you know, we're going to do this, the quote-unquote... Oh, I, I don't want anyone looking at me sideways and you're like, couldn't give a shit. Unfortunately when, unfortunately, when you're at the top, people do try and, you know, throw stones yeah. at you. That's kind of the best part because it proves that you're doing the right thing. No Chelsea yeah. fans ever looked at it and gone, ah, oh, you know, we won it, but... I mean, they probably are, but we won it, but, you know, look how we won it. City fans are yeah. looking at these Premier Leagues going, oh, yeah, but, you know... I, I wish we'd just climbed up from League One properly. Yeah, I wish there'd been a more like, ethical way to win that, that title. And no, and no Liverpool fans will give a shit when they win their first ever Premier no. League, when people go, yeah, but look how much you spent on Van Dijk and Alisson. You know, bit of a joke that. None of them are going to go, you know what, you're right. I wish we'd uh, gone and got, you know, what Harry Maguire for more. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... <laughs> the Van Dijk or Harry Maguire, because you just have to throw money at a problem sometimes. Yes, you do. Liverpool, we'll see how they go in. This is all stemmed from your question of who's done bad and who's done good. I think City have fallen off a bit. I think the Laporte injury was massive. And what I didn't like was City got a lot of stick. Well, look at them again. Look how much money they've got. Look what they've spent. And they didn't sort out their centre-back problem. Laporte gets injured and they crumble. If Van Dijk had got injured, Liverpool would have been in exactly the same position. That's a strong shout. If Van Dijk um, gets injured and you've got to go right, because Gomez is injured, let's just let's let's go in with Gomez is already injured. Van Dijk yeah. does his knee, and you go, it's Lovren Lovren. And you go it's Lovren and Matip. You go it's Lovren and Matip. They'll lose more, ge- and they suddenly have to start throwing Milner in at centre back. They yeah, will lose more than one game. They'll lose more than yeah, I know yeah. They'll lose more than one game. Probably because suddenly you're taking his goals out and you're taking his defense. I th- you know I still think they'd be top potentially, but then if you go Laporte doesn't get... Like, it's easy to go, oh, well, they should have spent the money and bought another centre-back. Yeah, but then criticise the, the, the biggest one for me is they didn't replace company, and I saw that coming because when we didn't replace Terry, you see yeah. it crumble. You can't just take that out, even though they're not playing as much. You can't just take that kind of element out and expect things to run as normal, which is why United seen it when the Class of 92 eventually rolled out and the, the armband was just getting handed round. Now it seems like Maguire might have it. Chelsea ha- kind of gave it to Kale because he had it, but then Kale didn't get played. Aspilicueta's now got it. it. You know, you see Liverpool went, no, it's Henderson. And everyone was a bit wary, but that's now seemed to have worked. Like it takes a minute if you don't fold it properly. So that was a big thing for them. But I think that Laporte injury was a huge one. Because no, largely, yeah. largely, City didn't change that much. 
No, not a lot, no. Um, I think John Stones has been hitting this. You know what? From what he should have been. From what he was touted to be, yeah. Um, he was another one who took a big jump. And again, I'm going to sound really bitter to say it because he left Everton, but if you're at Everton and you're playing well and you're a young player, stick at it. It very rarely works out for you long term. Very rarely. Rooney it did. Rodwell it didn't. Delefeu, not really. He's gone to Watford. I think we Lukaku, all knew that... Lukaku, Lukaku eventually it's worked, but we all knew Lukaku was going to be a world-class player. I think, I think we all knew Rodwell wasn't going to work. I remember when it got announced and I was like, what? You're not going to play? It was, it was You're not going to play? Wasn't it? We, we all knew that. that. And if you've seen his attitude from like the Sunday Until I Die documentary, and I know that can be edited, but you go, okay. But then again, look, I'm sitting here as a guy not playing for Everton and didn't have City come in and offer him big money and go, this is an amazing opportunity to win trophies. The, so it's very easy for me to say that. But the thing is for Rodwell when he was at Everton is he was one of us. He was a local lad. He, he, he was doing well. He was getting minutes every week and then City knocked and you were like, well, you're not going to play as much over there. You're, you're still only young. Why not develop your game? Why not keep your head on a swivel? Stay at your local club. He was earning big money. He wasn't poor. That's how it writes. He wasn't poor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he went there thinking, oh, I'm at Man City, I'll break into the first team and then I'll be doing this, that and the other. And you just look and think, and it very rarely works out, mate. Um, John Stones is, is another example. 50 million, big money at the time. He went across to Man City. He looked like a Rolls Royce of a player until he got one injury and then two injuries and then three injuries. And then when he comes back, he's not fully fit, so he's making stupid mistakes. He's trying to cover for it, and then one mistake gets highlighted, and then it's in his psyche, and it's, it's that mistake going to happen again. So every mistake gets highlighted, and then he's known as a clumsy defender, which, to be fair to him, he's not. You look at it on the England scene, now is John Stones getting in there ahead of Maguire and Gomez? Not for me. you got the likes of, and I'm not a Chelsea fan, but you got people like Tamori who are going to be eventually I would say knocking ahead. on the door. I would say they're yeah. ahead because he's not you're, played a lot of football. If you look at the likes of Tomori and Joe Gomez, with people like Trent Alexander-Arnold and Ben Chilwell, Reese James's, will yeah. Luke Shaw gets back on track? No, don't read Luke Shaw. Carry on. No, but you know what I mean, like he, the, he, he's in and around there. He'd be the backup he is, to yeah, Ben yeah. Chilwell. He'd be the backup to Ben Chilwell. Yeah. But City, I don't think they've fallen off. I think Guardiola will stay for a little longer, at least one more year. I don't think he'll go in this summer. I think he'll stay no. for one. I think how many years has he got left on his contract? Is it one or two? I think he's got two left. I think he'll see out another one, and then yeah. he'll probably move on. But you never know with uh, Guardiola. He has his own little, his own little plans constantly going on, doesn't he? I think. I mean, look, he he'll go to Italy likely, and win that. If not, PSG, because then he gets to tick off another league, and then he's just doing the top five. Um, I think it would. I honestly wouldn't have a problem with him going to PSG. If he wins the Champions League with PSG, mm. do you know what I mean? He could, you could box France off in a year or two. Yeah. The, um, if Juventus don't win Serie A, Sarri won't be around for much longer. Ronaldo. No. Ronaldo alone won't have that. No, he won't, no. Do you know what I mean? So there could be a bit of a mar- managerial merry-go-round but it, because of the coronavirus and make it delayed a year. Mm. No, I, I think that. I think Tottenham... For whatever reason, I can't stand Tottenham anyway, but for whatever reason, they felt it was the right thing to sack Pochettino. I think, don't kid yourselves, Levy and Jose have had a conversation of Jose needed to rebuild his reputation and stay at a top club in the Premier League. Mm. Levy needs some bloody trophies and some exciting football 
quote unquote, to fill the stadium. <laughs> and he went to, to Mourinho. To fill the stadium. Oh. Jose plays entertaining football. It's fucking very easy for people to say he just parks the bus. He knows what he's doing. But like it's a short term fix. We all know Jose's not gone to Tottenham to build up, you know, a long term legacy. That's a get in, try and win us something. I hope they never win it. I hope Tottenham's the only I hope Tottenham's the only team he never wins anything with. I hope he leaves Tottenham, goes somewhere and wins the treble. And and forever. I just can't stand Tottenham. They just I get that, mate. I can't stand Liverpool, but sometimes you have to put your football hat on. See, I don't mind Jose. Oh no, I know what they've done. I just hope it doesn't work. The (laughs) um just because you've got a big stadium doesn't mean you're a big team. Go ask West Ham. The So Tottenham, I don't really know what is going on there. I wouldn't say they've fallen short. I'd say they're on four. This is just... Look, my theory is Tottenham have only made it into the top four. The past few seasons... This sounds so better. My theory is Tottenham only got into <laughs> like the top four. It's like watching the car crash. Carry on. Tottenham only got into the top four the past few seasons because other teams fell short. And if everyone was fired... And I know that's... Because you can say that about that's football, but I don't think Tottenham are as big as they think they are. It's not even about that. I don't think Tottenham have got the the setup, the structure, the squad. They had the manager and they sacked him. You know, as a Chelsea fan, we've been there. But I just feel like if as people start to pick up, if Man United get back on track, if Arsenal get back on track, I don't think Tottenham can catch up. I don't think the money's there. I don't think the money's been there for a while because the money's been tied up in the stadium. Okay. I think, I think, and you can say this about anyone, they kind of got lucky with Harry Kane. Okay. You, like, let's be honest about Harry Kane. It's loan, 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 come back. Guess you're going to have to play. You could say the same about Marcus Rashford at Man United, though, because they had no one and Van Hal had to play him. And then he scored in every single debut of every single tournament. And everyone went, what is going on? You could say the same. You could say the same about any player, and I, I yes. appreciate. You could say we. I mean, Chelsea got incredibly lucky. Yes. The Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, Samori, Reese James all decided. You know, we'll take this opportunity. But they've never. You know, I don't think Tottenham have got the ability, like we were just saying at the start, to go out and go, bang, fifty mil on a fullback. Oh, they've got the keep... ability. I don't think they've got the business management skill. To say we're gonna as you I, as you were hitting the nail on the head before saying you're gonna have to go out and spend to break that that monopoly up that top end. I don't think Daniel Levy wants to spend his money. I think he wants to make as much money. I I think he gets to the end of the season and most chairman would look and go, we had a good cup run. We nearly won the FA Cup. We were third in the league. That's a great year, yeah. But now I want to push for the league and win the FA Cup. I think he looks at it and goes, how much have we got left over in the bank? Oof, yeah, bank that. Nice one. What a we've, season. We've got- like, you know, I, it's it's bizarre how much Spurs are mirroring Arsenal in terms of the move to the stadium, but that yes. could be the thing that just keeps them behind. Who's got the best squad? You, you just said before, sorry, it was just rattling around my head. You said before that um, mm. Arsenal's infrastructure is better than Tottenham's. Who's got the better playing squad? For the right now or the long term? Right now. And this is only your opinion I'm after. I'm not after actual fact. Do you know what? I actually, I actually can't decide. I genuinely, there's so many flaws in them both. Yes. I would. I would you know personally what? go with Tottenham squad is better than Arsenal's. Do you know what? I want to say Tottenham because I feel like Arsenal have got so many holes. The problem I've got. That's not a problem. But my opinion on the Tottenham is they. 
They were Champions League finalists last season. Yeah. He wasn't... Right. Apparently, he was backed in the summer, but he's not been backed in the summer in the way he wanted. So he'd been bought people like Tangi on Dombele. Mm-hmm. But from what you hear, that's what he wanted. But then from the other hand, you hear he's just been bought people because Levy sees a sell-on. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want them. So you've got a man, your man's got you to the Champions League final. He's consistently pushed you up there. They, uh, you know, the famous one I always love is over the course of two years, they'd have won the league. Great. Whatever. You know, Tottenham over that yeah. two-year period where Chelsea and Leicester won it. But the same Tottenham actually... who came third than it was, race. Yeah. But if you yeah. combine the to- points total over two years, they'd have won it. Yeah. They got the most points over the two years. Who's asked? That's not how football works. The, um, they've had such a fall. But it's not in the sense of like Chelsea won the Chelsea like won the Champions League, then didn't get up the group stage, then finished tenth, but then went on a you know like we fall on out under Jose we finished tenth, Conte comes in we actually win the league the year after. Mm. Now everyone goes ah oh, Conte took a team from tenth to first we weren't a tenth place team. Like I actually don't I don't ever say oh he took us from tenth to first no we had a we had a howler. We are a, we were a top four team that he won the league with. Tottenham, well, Tottenham is currently sitting below, uh, sorry, just above Arsenal, but Arsenal could finish above them still. If Arsenal finish above Tottenham, Tottenham, I can't see Tottenham going out and going, bang, address that problem, address that problem. Jose, what do you want? Bump, bump, bump. Right, there we go. We'll win the league. We'll finish in the top four. We'll finish second. I might be wrong. I don't see Tottenham being able to make that push. I don't see Arsenal being able to make that push. I think that's why teams like Wolves are looking interesting. I think that's the reason why teams like Leicester are doing it right. Sheffield United are there. Man United are kind of getting back there. Whether Oli stays long-term or not is interesting. Is that signing of Bruno Fernandes has really made the difference? Huge. I think they sell Pogba. I think that would be the right move to do. Bank that. Whether that's this summer or next summer, coronavirus and all that. I just think, I just don't know about Tottenham. I don't see them propelling themselves. I would be more interested to see where you go than Tottenham. Okay. Which could exactly. be perceived to see as biased, but I think you've got yeah, the right man. In, I think, but I think you've got the right match between the ambition of the club mm. and the manager who's going to be able to attract in the right players. I'm not saying you're going to win the league next year. But I think you're going to be taking the steps. Ancelotti might not be that manager that wins it, but he can put the foundations in place that the next man can come in and go, and we'll carry that on. At some point, Levy and Jose are going to have a fallout. And at some point, Jose is going to get sacked. Yeah. Or I don't, leave. I don't see this ending in a Tottenham won the league, Tottenham won the Champions League, Tottenham won an FA Cup. Jose did well in three years. He's put the foundations in place. The next man's come in and he takes it on. So who's got the better squad? Out of Everton and Tottenham? No, 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 Tottenham and Arsenal. I need, I need an answer. I'm... Oh, I said Tottenham. Oh, did you go with Tottenham? Sorry, yeah, yeah. I completely missed that. Then no, I apologise. I, I went with Tottenham. I went with Tottenham. Um, Arsenal's youth is better. Uh, Martinelli. I really like Martinelli. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Saliba. Um, yeah, Saliba Sacco, the, uh, the flying wing-back. I really like him as well. Um, <clears throat> and who's the other kid they've got up front? Eddie Nicotia. I like him. Very yeah. good player. Natural finisher. Um, yeah, Guendouzi, Torreira. Guendouzi's a shout. Torreira, not for me. South American centre-halves. Uh, sorry, centre-mids. Uh, it just reminds me of Gary Medell. Remember Gary Medell? 
Oh, Jesus, yeah. Cardiff legend. Exactly. It just reminds me of him. He's just a little bulldog. So, looking at the league table, because obviously the Premier League's back in every seven days? Six days mm-hmm. next Wednesday night, is it? Well, you're listening to this on Friday. So, okay, it's next so Wednesday. We've got two games on Wednesday. So, yeah, it's two games. So, at the moment, you're looking at... I'm really, really... For me, the league's done, so I'm really interested in who's going to drop. Yes. Norwich bottom, 21 points. Villa, 19, 25 points, but a game in hand. Bournemouth, just above Villa on 27. Watford on 27. West Ham on 27. Brighton, 15th on 29. And then Southampton, 14th on 34. I think Southampton have the conversation. I think now. it's bright, Brighton down. Brighton down, so you've got... You've got Villa with the game in hand. Let's say Villa win the game in hand against Sheffield United. Playing devil's advocate. They go to 28, which knocks yeah. Bournemouth and Watford into the drop zone. Bournemouth mm-hmm. stay in the drop zone, but Watford come into it as well. And that moves West Ham down and it puts Brighton there a point off uh, Villa. So out of those six, who do you think will go? I think Norwich will go. Okay. I think Villa will go. Okay. I think West Ham will go. And who do you hope goes? West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's slightly biased. I can't stand West Ham. And it's not that I can't stand all London clubs, by the way. I don't mind Arsenal. I don't mind Crystal Palace. I don't mind most of the others. I just don't like West Ham. No, no, I like Tottenham. If I look at the... I really don't want Bournemouth to go down. And I know you really want Bournemouth to go down, so that's going to be the the interesting one to follow on this one. I think Norwich have. I think unfortunately Norwich haven't got it for some reason. Timu Puki took four games, went look at me, I'm a flying, and then fell off. Villa is such a shame because I like I don't mind Villa, but I think this is just it's not. They're just missing something. I don't know. I don't think they 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 never sorted out that goal scorer. Wesley hasn't really come flying out. I think they'll go. I think then Grealish will go. I think a couple more will go. And then it might be a struggle for them to come back up, depending on how else the championship folds. Bournemouth, I really don't want to go down. So you're thinking Norwich, Villa and West Ham is what you think will go. Who you the want re- to go is Norwich, Villa and West Ham. I don't, I don't want... I don't ultimately want anyone to go down bar West Ham. Oh, I'm come on. Every season, you must look at the league and go, oh, I really hope they go. No, see, see, I'm not like you, whereas you're like, this one needs to go, this one needs to go, because these aren't Premier League teams, and we need Norwich Forest and Sheffield Wednesday to get back up, and then we're back in the good old days, because I was born in 94. They think... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Extra salt with that meal, Jack? I had, I had a lot of sugary cereal for breakfast. I, I, it doesn't bother me. I just don't like West Ham. I just think it's funny when they go down. Oh. I think, I, what, I mean, look, Watford were done. Watford were gone. Watford had, um, oh, what's his name? Took him to the FA Cup final last year and then got battered 6 0. Oh, what's his name? Javi, Javi Gracia. Javi Gracia, oh, yeah, they yeah, start yeah. the season with. They sack him and they get Kike Sanchez Flores back in. And I remember when that happened, everyone Strangest went, move everyone went no, 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 no. This is the man you sacked because he got you to an FA Cup semi-final to replace the man who got you to the FA Cup final. This isn't going to work. Then they sack him. And I'll, I'll hold my hands up when they got Nigel Pearson. And I went, really? This is done. 
this is it. You can't have three managers in a season and still be in there and then stay up and it be Nigel Pearson, who's, by the way, gone in and completely turned that club around. And I was listening to Ben Foster did an interview where he was talking about him. And I went, you know what? I'll hold my hands up. I was wrong about Nigel Pearson. He knows what he's talking about. From what you hear, from what people are saying inside, they've climbed out. Well, I say climbed out, the, you know, it's goal difference. Yeah. West Ham, Pellegrini never made sense to me. It was a weird signing. I think it, I think Pellegrini winning. I I've never rated Pellegrini. Like he only walked out with the one league title. He didn't win it in the fashion that would get you out of your seat thinking, oh my god, that was an amazing, uh, an amazing season. It was just like City are going to win the league because they've spent more than anyone else. They've not, got the better players in. It's not even that. I think City just kind of like ended up there that season. It was kind of like, oh, City have got it. City were the one who took it. Like when we got third last year. It was like Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United and Tottenham all just trying to throw away the top four and we ended up with it along with Tottenham. I think they kind of just ended up with it. I think when West Ham got it in, I don't like the West Ham board anyway. I don't like the way they operate. You could feel it when they got him in. It was like, we've got Premier League. It was, they kept being like, we got Premier League winning manager Manuel Pellegrini in. And I'm like, yeah. It, if you'd have turned around and said, you got Premier League winning manager Carlo Ancelotti in, I'd have taken you a lot more serious. I'd have taken them more seriously if they'd have got Rafa Benitez in. Mm. Like it didn't, it didn't make sense. So when they sacked him and brought David Moyes back, which is the irony behind it, they bring David Moyes in to save them. He saves them. Then they don't keep him. Then they hire this man. And then what they end up doing is going, David, you're right. Do you remember when we didn't bring you in full time because we brought this guy in? Or he's gone. Do you want to come back? And I don't know if it says more about West Ham or David Moyes that he went, yeah, I'll come back. I think it says more about West Ham. I think it just it, they're just they're just another one where I'm like, how are you getting run? Like, what's the plan here? What's the what's you know what's the long like? That's why you say Leicester are so impressive because you can see there's a plan. Mm-hmm. You can see there's now a plan at Chelsea. There's a massive plan at Liverpool, and there's a plan at Everton. Go on. No, no, no. Massive tangent. I only asked who was going down. You still haven't finished your three. No, but and this is the point. In no, on this, West Ham. No, but this is the point. Give me your thirty. I am. Give- you're not listening to me today. I've given you the best. I've given you the best squad out of Tottenham and Arsenal, and I've given you the three that are going to go down. Hey, help me out to that one. So you go on West Ham, Villa, Norwich. Yeah, because you said to me which one would I, which one do I want, and which one do I think, and I <laughs> oh, said sorry, yeah, you don't want anyone to go down, do you? No, you want not, this, I'm, I'm not this utopia of football where everybody plays in the Premier League. No, because for me, if you're in the Premier League, you're in the Premier League, and if you get relegated, you get relegated. I don't care if Luton come up. If Luton come up sound, Luton get their shot. Huddersfield come up, they get their shot. I don't understand people that are like... Oh, the record. Luton come up, I will lose my shit. (laughs) Here's the thing. It it makes no sense to me. When... It's like... I It was like we were halfway through the season. I remember we had this debate. Because Robbie Savage was saying, Derby should be in the Premier League over Bournemouth. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And he's like... I don't get it when people are like, Derby, Notts Forest, Leeds, Sheffield Wednesday are Premier League teams... I'm like, football well, in not. history, Jack. Football in history with purists. Oh, you won't be because you're you're a whippersnapper. But people of a certain age, and I, for anybody listening who doesn't know me, I'm 39 years of age, I was born in 81. Take that smile off your face. Um, <laughs> I remember certain teams being, but I, I I remember Swindon Town in the Premier League. Swindon Town. I don't want them back in here. Let's have it right. I'm not saying that, but there are the teams. There are teams who've been there and thereabouts who have left their footballer mark on me as a fan. 
And they're the ones that I draw a kinship to. Bournemouth have never... It's a great story. Look, what Eddie Howe's done is a great story. And for for the people you listen to when you, when you listen to story about Eddie Howe and for different webinars I've seen online um, with Eddie Howe involved, he seems like a great coach and a really, really good fella. But for me, they just lack ambition. So therefore, I don't want Bournemouth in the Premier League. Um, if I'm looking at the league... I don't really want Norwich in it. Norwich been in it for years when I was a kid as well. There was always a, a bit of a, a sticky wicket for some teams because I think it's because of where they are. You know, it's in a way day for everyone, not at least six hours. It's a pain in the ass to get to. So for me going down, I, I would go with Norwich, Bournemouth and Villa because I can't stand Villa. Even though they're a big club. Villa are a bigger club than Derby, Sheffield Wednesday, so on and so forth that you were labelling before Norwich, not Forest, but I still yeah. can't. The... See, I remember when Portsmouth were in the Prem. Yeah. But, like, what's the... Could you explain this to me, and I'm, I'm pitching this as a question, because I genuinely... Oh, yeah. Like, I get it. I get the whole... Yeah. People, but, people think yeah. of the glory days of the Premier League, and they want it to be as competitive as possible, and they want it to be filled with the biggest teams, uh, like, in England. But why is it people are like, Leeds and Notts Forest need to be in, but Portsmouth, no? Right, Okay. Leeds and Notts Forest have always drawn in a kinship with me because Leeds were always in the Premier League when I was growing up. They were always a decent team to watch. They always had great players. I mean, some of the best Leeds squads I've seen. Um, Tony Yeboah, you must have seen the goals. Tony Yeboah scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, Leeds went through a spate where they had Ian Hart, which I, I know you've never heard of, obviously. <laughs> Nigel Martin in goal. Rio Ferdinand, Lucas Radaby. Um, Stephen Carr, Viduka, Fowler, Alan Smith, uh, not that one, the, the other one yeah. that you're not too clued up on, um, Harry Kuehl, um, Batty, um, Bowyer, Stephen McPhail, what? some obscure shout there, but they had quality players in a quality squad, and they were always, Ellen Road's a big stadium, and they're one team town, and I, I just really liked them. Really, really like them, and that for me, Leeds have always been a big club. And when they fell, they fell hard. And I always, I think, as an Evertonian, I've always looked at it and gone, could have been us. It's been a few opportunities where we could have went, and I never wanted that for us. So I, I think I want the bigger clubs around us to give us a little bit more sense of safety more than anything, to be honest. But the likes of Norwich and Bournemouth don't really don't do anything for a for a mutual for a. For an, uh, a neutral fan. I mean, you sit and you watch a Super Sunday. Sky labelers a Super Sunday. Let's have it right. It's not the team's fault that they get picked for that fixture. But a Super Sunday consistent of Bournemouth against Norwich. Are you going out of your way to watch that? Oh, no, 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 no. Are you it's not, I No, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, if Super Sunday's Chelsea are playing Tottenham and then it's the Manchester derby, you go, oh, hang on a minute. I'll go and for that. Or I'll sit in all day and watch it. Or when the quote-unquote random fixture generator puts the Merseyside derby, derby and, and the Manchester derby yeah. on the same day. And you go... Strange that, isn't it? Random. And um, every year. For, for, for me, it's just... I mean, I, I, I might be wrong, but for me, it's just... If you're in the Prem, if you're one of those 20, you're a Premier League team. If you're in the Championship, you're a Championship team. You're not a Premier League sleeping giant. I know what you're saying. Come on. I get what you're I, saying. They're on merit, and you can't argue against the merit that has got them there, which is why I said the Bournemouth achievements is massive. Because you could me, be, I, I don't yeah. get anything out of watching them. I just don't. They, they don't excite me. 
They're not a great team. They're not in a great setup. They don't really have any ambition, as we've alluded to before. Um, Norwich are the same. I, I, I don't like the manager, Daniel Farker. I really don't like him. Um, I don't, uh, not one player. Well, no, tell a lie. Two players in that squad I like. Hernandez and Campwell. That's it. Uh, I like the Bournemouth team, I like Fraser, and he's leaving. Yeah. I like Ake. And they've only got him because Chelsea have decided to leave him there. Otherwise, Chelsea's going to yeah, well, have them back and they'd have been lost. I think it's like, I don't know with some of these these teams at times, because I'm like, you look at Villa, this is the beauty of football and the beauty of Premier League, I guess, because Villa came up and threw £125 million at the problem. And a 19th. And a 19th. Bournemouth have, through my argument, like you said, been trying to play it like the security of the club potentially maybe because look they could yeah but our 18th I mean look they, they're never going to turn around to their fans and go if we get relegated we're alright with it because they'd be murder but maybe they're sat there going don't worry about it I think at the top level their, their expenditure is so low where they think well, we can afford it we, Which we I can guess, actually go down and not much changes because of the parachute payments because that was like like I said to you, that's my argument in the sense of maybe they just know that they just can't afford to go for a push to get up two places because they could fold the club. And, you know, West Ham are a bit of a joke. Oh, West Ham, sorry. Yeah, West Ham over Villa going down. I, don't, I got yeah. so blind at them in Claret and Blue. Um, West Ham over Villa to go down. No one likes West Ham. Got What's that shit thought? stadium with a shit board. Not a shit manager. That's unfair on David Moyes, but they've left him in a shit position. I feel um, sorry for David Moyes. Put it that way. I do myself. He, he took on an impossible task because if they stay up, they're going to look for another manager. And if they go down, it'll be David Moyes' fault, not the boards. The shit houses. I can't stand them. The, no. I mean, look, they, they, you know, they come out and go end the season immediately, and you go, how convenient. Like they yeah, are exactly. the ultimate. They are the ultimate. They don't hide it well. What's your thoughts on Brighton overall? Uh, Brighton, Brighton. I like. what's, but what's the difference between Brighton and Bournemouth? Brighton have come up and they came up with Chris Hutton. Yeah. Chris Hutton was manager. Chris Hutton was one of my favourite managers. He was on my underrated 11. He was the actual coach of my team. Um, yeah. Fantastic manager. But Brighton, something didn't work for him. Um, and obviously he lost his job and they brought in Graham Potter. Well, we all we all thought we were all kind of like a bit shocked with that. that I hold my hands up. I'd never heard him. Who, Graham Potter? Yeah, I'd never heard him. See, I've I had because I remember when Football Focus did the bit on Ostersons. When he wins. Yeah, I I just moved there, and I remember I was sat in my apartment one weekend, and it comes <laughs> up, and I was like, "That's mad!" Like I'm mad that he's had to go out there. And then I remember when Swansea got him, and I went, "Oh, look at that." Like, just offhand, I read it. Oh, my God, look, it's paid off for him. Really happy with yeah, that. But, but when he went to Brighton, I remember thinking, hang on, what? Slow down. Yeah. Which is weird, I know. Well, I, I had near, I knew it, I knew there was a Swansea, but I was like, I don't know much about the kid. And then he come in and started researching it, and obviously we chatted about it in work. And I was looking, I was like, oh, yeah, he went to Austin because he didn't get his opportunity. And, and then he's come to Swansea, and his brand of football looks quite attractive, actually. And then he's gone to Brighton, and he's poor. He's put a foundation in there. He's went out and signed um, Adam Moy from City, the uh, the Australian centre mid. Quality from Huddersfield, there. yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah, from Huddersfield. Yeah, mm-hmm. he went to Huddersfield from City, didn't he? Blue and white stripes, getting lost again. Um, went out and signed him. Quality player. Quality footballer. Um, 
they've got that um, Jahaka Bash playing yeah. winger. Neil Morpay. Um, Neil Morpay, quality footballer again. Um, and they've tried. They've put themselves out there and they've gone and got Graham Potter and they've got an identity. And Graham Potter reminds me very much of Brendan Rodgers in that he's got his own style of football and he's playing it and playing it and playing it. Some games, it doesn't pay off. But when he's playing big teams, he's turning up and he's trying to match them in terms of creativity and style and approach. And it's a brave... He, he could quite easily go and play the likes of... Um, the likes of Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, no disrespect, who aren't City and Liverpool at the moment. And he could quite easily go out there and say, right, we'll play five at the back, we'll pack him in field, we'll leave one up top in case we can get a break. And, you know, we'll be difficult to break down. But he doesn't, he matches them and he goes out and he's brave and he's on the front foot and he's trying to win every game he goes and plays. Contrast that to Eddie Howe, who goes into every game against a big club and goes, don't worry, boys, three points for you today. We'll just get our Premier League no, at no, the end of the season no. and get out of your way. Yes, no. No, yes. no, because yes. they have religiously and consistently turned us over at some point every season. You're not a big club. One, calm down. One, two, <laughs> three. You literally named us in your list of teams. <laughs> could be. The, I was hoping for a bigger bite, I'll be honest. They, no, the, they beat us. So they don't turn up at the bridge and go, sound. They turn up at the bridge and put three past us and go, sound, see you, see you, see you later. And we're off. Flash, Cheers to the points. Flash in the pan. They wouldn't be, they wouldn't be sitting in 18th. If Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. That argument doesn't work. Brighton, are two, points ahead. Brighton are two points ahead of them. Because they've been braver. Braver to get more. To get Brighton, got more Brighton have got six wins and 11 draws. Has they been so braver? They've, no, they've scraped a load of draws. How do you know they've scraped them? Have you watched every Brighton game? How do, you, how do you know they've won? How do you know they've... um? The way you put it. How do I know they've been brave? Because they've got yeah. more points than Bournemouth. No, they've got... So they must have put themselves out there. They've got more points than Bournemouth, so they must have put themselves out there to gain more points. You don't you don't get points in games for sitting back and being a shithouse. Bournemouth have got more wins. Yeah, but less points. Yeah, but yeah, but this is what you, like Bournemouth have got more wins. They, yeah, but they get beat more. So the Bournemouth have lost 16 games, Brighton have only yeah. lost 12. They found a way. They found a way with their football no. to get points from games where Bournemouth would get beaten. But I could spin it where Brighton have got a goal and gone, box it up, take the draw, box it up, don't even worry about it. Whereas you could say Bournemouth have been braver and gone, try and get the win, and then end up losing the game. And I'm that not is saying the that's right. Point. And that is the whole point in the Premier League. It's opinions. Yours doesn't always have to be the same as mine. No, 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 no. This is what I'm saying. And this is this is like the whole point of this. So who's the bigger club, Brighton or Bournemouth? Bournemouth. I've just slammed my mouse down there, by the way. Oh, Bournemouth yeah. Bournemouth are a big club than Brighton. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You are, aren't you? But that's your yeah. opinion. And that's, and that's the beauty of football. No two opinions have to be the same. The beauty of the Premier League. I think Norwich, Villa and West Ham will go down. I only hope West Ham go down. Okay. Southampton, so- Newcastle, Everton, Palace, Burnley... That'll switch it in about a bit. Yeah. Liverpool will win the league. City will get yeah. second. Yeah. Leicester will cement third. Chelsea will cement fourth. United will cement fifth. I think, do you know what? Mm. I think the top nine will I think the top nine will stay the same. Arsenal and Tottenham are the only ones I think that'll change. Okay. Well, I think Norwich will go, Bournemouth will go, West Ham will go. So you think as it is now it'll go? No. 
I think West Ham is still the villa. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah, I think West Ham will drop off. Oh. I think I think I think I think Villa having Grealish fully fit and firing and Samata um up front will get themselves out of trouble. I think they've got enough about them to get themselves away from it. I think West Ham are in free fall, to be honest with you. Um but that's just my opinion. Um the top four I think is done. I think United will push you. Um, Wolves will push you, but I think you've got enough in the bank to get that over the line. I think United, Wolves and Sheffield United will be very interesting to see who takes that fifth and sixth spot. Mm. Uh, very interesting. I don't think that's done um, yet. I think one or two of them will will switch out. Tottenham Arsenal, no one's asked about, let's be honest. Um, Bournemouth, Palace, Everton, Newcastle, Southampton, battle of the mid-table shithouses. <laughs> you know, in the final day, when we yes. play Wolves, when we play Wolves, United yeah. play Leicester. Interesting. On the final day, so, that could be that could be that, huge. That'll depend on what's done and what mm. isn't in terms of Leicester, because Leicester won't want to finish fourth. If you if you if you offer them fourth, they'll probably take it. But because of the position they're in, I think they've got to push for third. They're just going to want to nail that early so they can get away from well. The, th- well the thing as well is you take the FA Cup into account. Mm. Which is going to have an effect. Man United are going to play Norwich. Yeah. Arsenal are playing Sheffield United. Yeah. So one of those two that's in and around that mix is going to be free. Yeah. Chelsea are playing Leicester. So again, one of those two in and around that mix is going to be freed up. Yeah. And then Newcastle playing City. So you would expect you would expect Man United and Man City to go through. Yeah. I would like Chelsea to go through. And I would expect Arsenal to go through. But then again, Sheffield United, you never know. So a couple teams could get freed up. Obviously, that's the the quarters. So you've only yeah. got you've only got you've only got potentially three games if you get to the final. But it's three extra games. When we're we're Fair already congested, we're already congested. Fair enough. So you throw that in. No one said anything about the Champions League yet. No, I'll be honest, I mean, that can be a separate uh, separate conversation because uh, the interest for me has dropped off massively. Um, they could restart it next week, but I don't, but because they're going to have to travel, when it's the fact play, that when they're going to play, it's it's just it's the fact that they haven't though. Like there's been nothing, and yeah. everything starts again next week. Well, I think that the case in point is they want to get all the domestic leagues back up and done, don't they? And I think once they're done, we'll have we'll have more information on what they're going to do for that. I personally would not avoid it, and everybody who was in it this year would go back in it next year. With the ones who have earned it, your likes of your Leicesters would go in as well and just put an extra qualifying round in. Have you seen the um, quick tangent? Have you seen what they're going to do with the Europa League? No. So apparently, this is what I've read: if you win your group in the Europa League, mm. so you know how you normally win it, and then there's a round of thirty-two. Sorry, round yeah. of thirty-two that's got the winners, the second places, and the teams that dropped in. Yeah. What it will become is. If you win it, you get a bye in your group mm. and the second places in the group play the Champions League drop-downs and then the winners of that round then jump in to the hat with the winners of the groups. So if you win your group, you actually get the reward of missing the Champions League teams. That's not I actually like that. Yeah, I actually yeah, I like think that. that makes it better. Because it, so be, it? it used to just be the Champions League teams dropping and go, right, we'll win the Europa League now. Exactly, yeah. used to piss me off that. So you go... Right, you don't worry about it. Second place, you finish second. You now play the drop downs. Not bad. Lottery through. So Not Premier League, 
Premier League, yeah. Who Liverpool. Are you going for? We agree, yeah, yeah. We agree, <laughs> we agree. Well, I know, yeah. We agree Liverpool are going to wrap it up. Yes. I think we both agree that the top four will stay as it is. Yes. Mine's more of a hope. Um, where do you think Everton will finish? Um, tenth. You're currently 12th. Do you think you'll get 10th? Yeah, I think we'll finish about 10th. I, you, it's, I, it's, it's been a topsy-turvy season. Obviously, we had well, Marcus over in. I was just um, about to say, we spoke about how I felt about Chelsea. How have you felt about this season? Um, bit of a write-off. I'm, I'm more excited um, now for the fact that we've got Carlo in. Um, mm. What a coup for the club. Um, the Marco Silva thing never worked. I don't think any Evertonian would hand on heart say, oh my God, I wanted Marco Silva. He was brought in as a young, progressive coach with some out there ideas, Portuguese. Um, but for me, it was doomed from the get-go. Um, without trying to sound too, too blowing smoke on my own backside Um we're a big club. You know the team, sleeping giants. But I believe no, we you are. are. We, we've got we've got an infrastructure and we've got a youth policy and we've got a decent owner and we've also got a board who who listen to the fans and do do things the right way off the pitch. We just need to get it right on the pitch. And I think the appointment to Carlo Ancelotti was the most important part of the the process that we will take. Even I, t- I take into account moving to Bramley Mordach. I think Ancelotti coming in is more pivotal to the club than getting that new stadium. To be completely honest, I think now with him in charge, yeah. if we can keep hold of him for three, four years, we will seriously push um, on the trophy front. Whether we win one or not, I don't know. Um, but we will we will give it a serious push. Um, we just need to be backed in the transfer markets. I think uh, I, I agree with what you said about the stadium because if you look at... I don't want to keep harping on about them, but if you, you look at West Ham when they moved... Yes. It's it's a, a, a big stadium is meh. Well, they moved into an athletics stadium, and I yeah. think that's the issue. It's not a custom-built football stadium. You look at Tottenham. Again, mm. I don't want to keep harping on at them, but they've that's moved. Stadium, and it's like, oh, it's, um, it's an unbelievable stadium. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not looking at them going, hey, that's leveled them. Like, it's leveled them up as a business, but I don't think yeah. it's leveled them up as a football club. Well, look at Arsenal. I, they moved to theirs, and everyone thought, oh, they're going to take the next step now. Never happened. But that's what just they were promised. Happened. They were promised well, yeah. that would turn them into the Barcelona of the Premier League. Just hasn't happened, has it? And they, you know, a lot that of them money, like to say... That, that money's getting fedded elsewhere. Well, Because it's more... They're taking more income there than they were at Highbury. Tottenham will be taking more income eventually at this stadium than they did at White Hart Lane. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's mm. where's that going then? I just think, especially living here, I like to see, even though... You know, I'm not the biggest fan of them. I like to see where Liverpool of this this cycle that they're in, and I think you're at the start of your cycle. But it's the moves you're making on the pitch, with the likes of the manager, but it's all the moves you're making off the pitch, the stadium, the sponsors you're bringing in, switch that deal out. You can get that deal in. It's the right moves, and it's it's these little steps yeah. that when you watch a club make, you're like, yeah, that makes that makes more sense. I can see with this, and like I said, it might not be Carlo that leads you to that point, but if they map this out correctly they'll already know who's going to replace him. Mm. Or they'll have an idea. Yeah. You know, just say for argument's sakes, what's the Leipzig manager's name? Nagelsmann. Oh, is it? yeah. Julian. Yeah, yeah. yeah Julian Nagelsmann. Just Nagelsmann, say yeah. he's a young manager at Leipzig and they're going. Because I know they were talking about him at one point, were they? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they go, all right, 
Carlo's here for this amount of time. It kind of wraps up that project. He's had a bit more experience. Maybe we're in about the Champions League, the Europa League. Maybe we can sell it to him. All right. You know, like something like that. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. how you do it. Instead of just going, ah, oh, shit. Like you say, in emotional decisions, we go, ah, oh, shit, it doesn't work. Sack Carlo. Who's available? Moyes. Yeah. Or like, it baffles me. Eddie Howe. It baffles me when teams sack managers and go, right, who's available? Yeah, it doesn't matter. What? How do you not have a plan in place? It baffles me. But then people go, ah, oh, they went and got that manager before they sacked the one they had. And you go, that is the right That's way to do it, unfortunately. It. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the right way to do it. It's not about stabbing them in the back. Exactly. The Premier League is back. It is. Next week. Yes. Come on, City. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> You don't mind Liverpool winning it, just not, just not at Goodison. Look, Liverpool are going to win it. It's done. It's done. And for my mates, my genuine mates who are red, who are, who are football fans who go to the game and, and know what they're talking about and aren't all over social media going, ah, we're doing this, we're doing it, and I'm posting fucking videos standing outside Finch Farm. For those reds who aren't like that, I'm happy for because I've got family and I've got mates who are reds, and you know, thirty years I've laughed at them, and I'm going to have to take a year off. <laughs> it's going to be difficult, but I'm happy for them, and I'm happy for the city, and I'm happy for for Jurgen Klopp. I, I like Jurgen Klopp. And football, it's it's, it's it's good for the Premier. No, fuck football. No football. Can fuck <laughs> I don't know. No, it, yeah, it is. It's good for them, and it's good for Jurgen as well because I like Jurgen Klopp, and he's, he's gone about it in in a in a way that you can you can sort of look at and go, I like that. He hasn't come yeah. in and gone right. As we just discussed, but he hasn't gone ninety million there, ninety million there, ninety million there. I hate everyone. Blah blah blah. He's come out and he's. He's been engaging with fans. He's been engaging with the media. He's been engaging with other clubs. He's he's gone about it the right sort of way. He seems like a genuine guy. He's earned the stripes. He's going to get his his, uh, his prize at the end of it. Fair play to him. It's, it's just going to hurt. I'll get over it. So yeah, Liverpool are going to win the league. Norwich are going down. Taking West Ham and Bournemouth with them. Long live Leeds. And on we go. Oh God, yeah, coming up probably Leeds and West Brom. Leeds and West Brom. I can't wait. Can't wait. West Brom come up. We get six points. You go back down. Everyone's happy. Mm. No? That's not how it works. It works with Fulham for us, yeah. So I guess it could. <laughs> it's, it's how it works with West Brom. <laughs> boing, we'll boing, baggy for the reason. Because they're always bouncing around. Boing, boing, indeed. We'll see, I guess. We will. We will. I'm assuming you're back in Tottenham as your team to watch. No? Chelsea? You're going with Chelsea, aren't you? Yeah, I'll go with Everton. Yeah, we'll just stick to Taipei. Default. Default, yeah, just default it. I'm just excited. I'm just excited to have it back. Look, I've enjoyed watching the Bundesliga and bits and bobs, but this is this is for us actually living in England. Look, it seems safe to do so as well. For everybody who's not aware, the coronavirus numbers are down, and the new infection cases are down, and cases of Premier League players who are getting tested twice a week every week are right down. I think there was one. one Well, there was. Yeah, I've got it here. There was. On Wednesday, so obviously Wednesday this week that you're listening to, there was one announced then. No one's come out and said who it is, by the way. Yeah. The chances are that person, if they're they're going to miss the first round of games. Well, it could be a player, it could be a member of staff, it could be something yeah, exactly. essential to the match day experience. So if it's safe to do so, as we've always banged the drum for, once it's safe, bring it back. If it's not well, safe, it's not avoid it, move on. In the six rounds of testing, there was 13 positives and 6,261 negatives. That's minute numbers. Because they've been very, I, they've 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 done it correctly where they've said yeah. you you stay in your family bubble and you stay in your um, your squad bubble or whatever yeah. you know whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Quickly, remember those rules we touched on last week? 
we were like as we were recording and they'll oh, be announced yeah, yeah, as yeah, you know yeah. the subs thing yeah. came true as predicted yeah. uh there was nothing on the var so you presume we're just going to use it yeah. um the points per game thing no one will talk about it until the season so gets voided the chances are that it's not going to happen and um yeah they're they're meeting as we record today talking about what they'll do with team talks and yeah. uh the size of the number of staff you can have in the stadium and the number of yeah. teams you can have in the stadium. So, so those they want... on that, Liverpool and uh, I'm not having a dig, but they take sixty staff away on an away day. Yeah. So the, what they'll do is they won't take. Um, so you know, like when players are sitting in the stand when they're not on the bench, yeah, yeah, yeah. that won't happen. It, it, things that don't really affect the game. The big one though is, as we've said, no neutral venues. Exactly. Yeah, you get to, play, yeah, get to play your home grass so or home advantage, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, as per usual, um, thanks for listening. Give us a like, a follow, a retweet, a subscribe, whatever you need to do on whatever platform you're on. We are on. Go for a shack. I know you practice this every day. Twitter, is it? <laughs> Twitter at two men rambling, gmail, two men rambling at gmail.com. Send us in any questions, suggestions, thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. By the time you hear us next, the Premier League will be back. Mmm, I jack that. I'll Enjoy already it. be fuming. I'll already be fuming, guaranteed. Crack you, won't e- you, you won't even have played, but you'll be fuming because Arsenal... Arsenal will be fuming. Do you, oh, mate, Do you know what? Don't. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? I don't want it to happen. But the beauty of recording this next Thursday and it coming out next Friday is Arsenal have beaten City and we're sat there pre-Derby going, they can win it. Don't. That's don't just going to be... Games. Don't even play those games. Right. I'm, I'm getting off. I'm going to unplug everything. Just Boom. Wind me up. <laughs> right, stay safe, guys. We'll catch you next week. See you soon, guys. Stay safe.